<laughs> and we are back. Yes. Spread the Phillies across the DG3. We are back, baby. It has been a three-week layoff. We had a little uh, vacation time, a little bit of work time, a little bit of summer, not a whole yeah. lot of sports going in the way. But yeah. we are live reacting to Phillies winning 7-6 in 12 against the San Diego Fathers, who suck. 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 Hey, why respond with words? Uh, or react with words when you can react with a song. Do I'm it. in the corner watching, watching you kiss, you kiss her. Her. Oh, oh, here comes course. the swarmer hitting the homer. Oh, oh, how about Kyle's to win the game? Oh, I'm just dancing, dude. They're back. The boys are back. We said they were back maybe months ago. Maybe it was the first time we brought Jeff Hoffman's name up to the Jeff. Jeff Hoffman. Throw the ball, Jeff. This has been a Jeff Hoffman podcast since I think literally day one. If not day, day one. one, definitely day two. But <laughs> we have been on the Jeff Hoffman choo-choo train riding for quite a while now. He goes, he busts out two innings. Two innings, two innings of scoreless ball in extras <laughs> when the Phillies, the Phillies needed it. Rain delay, three hours. I don't know about you, but <sighs> I was laying on my couch, woke up from a nap at 2 o'clock. I'm like, oh, guess it's raining. Uh, can't. Well, it was, <laughs> it was perfect. I worked till three thirty. I'm pretty sure I just they just phoned that one in for me. I appreciate you that. You willed it into the existence, the there, DG three. Oh my gosh! I mean, this series was so good, Colin. So they good. played their tails off, and I think it even started. I think you could really say that it started with the one they lost. I would right? say so. The last couple innings, that game that. I told I texted my dad and producer Pat. Shout out producer Pat. Producer said, Pat. I don't remember a stadium being so loud while a team is down like five, six runs. Yeah, it was like They're what? Freaking five, out. Six one, six nothing. Dude, going in the into the eighth inning, inning. It was in the last inning, it was like eight to two, eight to three. Remember JT and then JT hits a home run. And it's if you look at the scoreboard, you're doing a little bit of like, okay, I mean, that's great. But you're like, so, you know, so what? You're down five runs, six runs, whatever. But the the bank was rocking, dude. I I, I am in, do not want to take anything away from the Phillies and what they did this series. But I am, I, I feel like the bank deserves a very small assist here. It was loud, dude. It was freaking pumping this whole weekend. Having been at the NLCS against the pods, the fathers, the, the god the mother fathers of San Diego, F them. Having been at the last game that the Padres played in Citizens Bank Park and seeing Nick Castellanos catch Dude. that ball in right field and ah. then walking to go to the World Series, I saw a little bit of energy. I think it was a perfectly placed series by, I don't know oh, who planned yes. it, if it was that is the MLB. I don't know if it was the MLB or if the Phillies did it specifically. But to have the Phillies yeah. play the Padres at home after so the All Star right. break, Mint, brother, you're so Mint, right. Like chef's kiss, thank yeah. you. That was perfect. Yeah, you're you're so right. I didn't really think about it in that way, but you're so right. And it had a lot of, 
it had a lot of ways that it could have uh, gone. And any of those ways, as far as like the big picture MLB looks at it, it's like probably would have been a positive entertaining thing, right? Whether it's a split and it's like, oh, these two teams, they might run it back come playoffs or one team does what the Phillies that, you know, God forbid it goes the other way. Yeah, I it's like coming off the all-star break, a good way to get freaking excited about baseball as it comes back. I you're so right about that. I didn't think about it in that four, way. Four four game weekend series with it being one of I believe only two planned day night doubleheaders across all of MLB. It being Phillies Padres on Saturday, and they took two. Awesome, love it. And day, uh, uh, excuse me, tough to do. Day a uh, game one of the day night doubleheader. They gave out the Bryce Harper replica uh. ring. And that yeah. stadium was packed yesterday. Forty-one plus thousand. I heard a stat Let this me morning do this. earlier on WIP. The Phillies are, magical. I believe, eighth in all of attendance at just shy of forty thousand uh, attendees per game, all which right. is ten thousand per game above average from last year. More. Give us more. More. You and I are the definition of, like, if you give us something to watch, we will go. And I know you can't go to the game. I can. Unfortunately, during the summer months, I can't always. But we're still going to watch. TV ratings are up. Radio ratings are up. Game attendance is way through the roof. The Phillies are back like they haven't been since the heyday of 2011. Yeah, I don't want to take it all this way, but you said I can't make it. But guess what? A certain red team's coming into town on the, the weekend of the 28th, the end of July here. Which They're red team? coming to PNC Park. Oh! Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Which, uh, which think about is that? The weekend of the 28th. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Don't know the dates off the top of my head. Just know the days. Damn it. I have to work that weekend. I can't make Switch with a guy. I don't know. Ah, uh, man. I... I, I put okay. it this way, in every year I lived in, in Pittsburgh, which was four and a half total, I went to at least one of the games where the Fightins came to PNC Park. Mm. I made it to at least one. Some of, some, of, some of the series, I made it to all three. But I always made it to the show, as did I the Flyers when they played the Penguins, even when the Flyers were trash. It but. is not that's not a guarantee, right? Jillian was just asking me this, and I and I I know that there's a specific way that you could answer this because I know that I, I know that they make the schedule a certain way. I think they actually changed it recently so that NL and AL play more games. They did, yes. But it's not a guarantee that the Phillies every year play at Pittsburgh, correct? They do. No, they, they do. do? Okay. Yes. So there's one series in, in each park guaranteed. Yes. Okay. Uh so Prior to this year, if if my knowledge is correct, every NL uh, NL and AL team played every other NL and AL team okay. a home and home. Okay. So with within within their league, they played a home and home. Okay. Uh, so yes, the Phillies always had a series in Pittsburgh, and the Pirates always had a series in Philly. <laughs> every time, I, every time they come to town, I'm just been like, "Oh, what are the chances of that? <laughs> the Phillies are playing the Pirates in Pittsburgh? We gotta go. I would, this will never happen again." <laughs> <laughs> no, the odds are one, three times a year or two, maybe. All right, um, that's good but, to know. That's good. No, to they know. the the rule change this year is that the 
NL and AL teams will all at least play each other once a season. Now, okay. it's not a home-and-home, home, but they will right. at least face each other, which I like because yeah. there's a fair amount of times where there's people in the AL, there's players, there's studs, prospects, whoever, who I, yeah. have, I have no idea who they are because I love baseball till the day is long, but I don't watch every 30 well, I'm your, teams. Well, I'm, I'm your guy, but I digress. You know I me, mean? like I don't watch all thirty teams. I, I I would like to, but I sometimes during the summer I have other things on my mind, and it's always Listen, you got you got to spend you got to split your time. I get it. You got to split hey. your time watching guys like Michael Block and Eric Cole, <laughs> and you got to watch freaking Rory get his giant <laughs> balls in order and freaking come back and win one. That was sick, by the way. We I got to stay I, on Phillies right now, but that was cool. That was cool. Last. Two holes, birdie, birdie to win it. That's it. that's hey, cool. We're we're talking Scottish Open here. Uh, yes, it's Watch still it. I was, back to I back was, birdies for the win, dude. That's pretty. Nah, I mean, is, come on. It is and I was cool. watching, and I'm pretty sure his first nine, he was like all over the place, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, had, he was bogeys here, birdie, bogey, there, birdies yeah, there. He, he didn't know what the heck was going on, but the then map. came hole seventeen and eighteen, and he went. Locked in, yeah, birdie, yeah. birdie. Lock, locked in, take the trophy down. home. Here we go, game's on. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was cool. And it, yeah, it was. It was funny. Uh, you were texting me. He's like, Rory's gonna come back. I'm like, honestly, I don't even know right now because I just got done working and I, I'm just getting back to the office. How are you watching? I'm, I'm not even. So I texted the guys. In the, <laughs> I texted the guys in the pro shop. I'm like, wait, how are you guys watching this? They're like, oh, CBS Sports. And then yeah. I said, it's you. Ended up watching the uh, the last couple holes pre-recorded from the CBS live broadcast because they had some uh, crazy weather over in Scotland, as is customary over there in the English Isles. And it is a prequel to the Open Championship. Next week, I will get my golf minute in here. Then we'll okay. proceed back to the Phillies. I was going to say, I'm ready to segue back in with the Scotland. I was ready to go great start and bring us back great home there. Start. Great start pours the whole cooler on Bryson. <laughs> You're gonna need a, sh- a snorkel here, Schwarber. A snorkel. <laughs> a schwarkel. A Schwarber snorkel. I like that. Yes. So next week. He wasn't he even was- mad. Normally he's like no. a little bit annoyed, but he wasn't even annoyed this time. Did you notice that? He's like, how, uh how can yeah, you be when cool. you have three straight homers and then <sighs> and then a uh a, a game, a walk off uh sack fly? <sighs> yeah, Can't dude. Be mad. Can't be mad. Next yeah, week, we put a, put open a championship. Little... Oh, let me fin- let me finish the golf. Yeah, yeah, go go go. Next week is the Open Championship. I forget the course. Royal Liverpool comes to mind, I believe, but that is starting next Thursday, very early, by the way, probably three a.m. Uh, Eastern because it's over in you know the UK, the Europe. Yeah, but. A lot of big sports happen over there oh, right now. Oh, uh, as, as, Events, we, rather. As, as we uh, transition into the Phillies in the UK, Mr. Chase Utley was on the broadcast. Oh, today. So, Silver Fox and Chase Utley, you are the, the man. <laughs> Gosh, my favorite player of all time. Dude, what happened to him? He's a media guy now. <laughs> what? He, what? He was the, good at it too. <laughs> he was pretty good. I expected him to be like Eminem in the uh, booth with Sean McDonough and and whatever his name is the Michigan game. Be like, I feel really weird right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Dude, but no, no, he was he's... so like calm and so like he was. He looked like a trained media guy. I couldn't believe it. It blew my mind. Guy goes to London for a year. Now he's uh, comfortable in front of a freaking microphone. I don't there's know. Not, there's nothing that Silver Fox does that, that blows my mind. Gosh, I love that guy so much. His, I mean, his hairdo. He's got the faux hawk, the silver yeah, faux hawk, dude. It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool because actually, you know, I spent his last year or two with the LA Dodgers. Oh, yeah. He actually got that super white gray hair when he was still a ball player. Yeah. And I actually oh, thought yeah. it was even cooler when he was like the, however old he was, 38. 39 year old who's rocking a white gray faux hawk and he's in the la dodgers so you, you he's come is he a california kid like was he born in california you know i have no idea to be he honest. has to be um, it, he has to be let, he, let, doesn't he seem me, like a california guy an la i'll guy? check the internet while we while we keep rolling maybe here. It, it could just be the influence of being in la but the 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 faux hawk the white gray faux hawk. That's not something you see every day from a 40 year old ball player. No. And, and especially like what you said with, with him having it while he still played, but it's, it was what, cool. Did, did that become his nickname, the silver Fox or did I just make that up? I but, think it's just a natural thing to say about the guy. I mean, he's a hottie. What are you going to say? And he can swing a baseball bat and he's the ambassador of baseball in London. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure you heard on the broadcast they're talking about cricket, they're talking about soccer and football. Yeah, and, and Mike Mike Schmidt was like, and, and Crucky was like, no, football is what happens when you play it in America. He yeah, I do. You know what? I do respect Chase though because even after Crucky said that, he still kept dropping football a couple times. Oh, yeah. and I respect oh, yeah. that because if you're the ambassador, hey, if I want you to learn my sport, baseball, I'll call your sport by the right name. I'll do it. I respect that Utley held his ground in not surprising fashion. He's ambassador of baseball. Come on. Chase Chase Utley, age 44, born in Pasadena, California. Yes, I knew it. Nailed it. I felt it. Nailed it. it. And I loved how he was talking about, yeah, I actually tried cricket a couple times. Couldn't hit the bouncing ball, nor could Nick Castellanos yesterday. <laughs> Ooh, great segue into what we saw if you watch the game today. Speaking of cricket and the, the, the wingman himself, Craig Kimbrell making a cricket-style catch in the bullpen with Harper's home run. Why is anyone letting him catch that ball with his bare hands? Harper. He's our closer. <laughs> Harper went as far as to grab the bullpen microphone and be uh, like, hey, bud, what the hell are you doing? Well, Why? No, he forgot. No, Harper forgot to do the, the love sign. He forgot the love sign when he was rounding second yeah, base. And they were all like, hey. And the bullpen was like, oh, no. And then that's why he called. He said, hey, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. Also, Craig, sit down, bud. Come on. Sit down. And and they mentioned it on the broadcast. It's like, ah, I was only coming in at like 72 miles an hour, so it wasn't going to hurt my hands too much. <laughs> but I will say, like, I mean, you'd be so mad if that if he got hurt from that in any way. But it is kind of one of those little things where it's like these guys are professional athletes. They're, kid, of pe- they're, kids, they're kids for the sport at heart. You know what I mean? Speaking of people getting hurt, I felt like there were eight injuries this weekend. I yeah, mean, we had a lot of guys run into each other, slipping and sliding out there. I, I mean, Tatis got nailed in the backside. I think he, like, cleaked his tw- quad while running into the fence. Yeah, uh, and he hurt his yeah. ego, too, a Castellanos little bit. Castellanos and Stott ran into each other for the last out on, was that Saturday 
afternoon. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Boom, well, Boom, some... like, twisted his, or tweaked his hamstring again after running out of the box yesterday. I it thought... was good. It was good to see him come back and actually, like, field, I though. Agree. To me, yes. that's a, a sign that it's, like, not – it's not that serious. We just wanted to take it easy. If if you've ever listened to interviews too by Philly Rob, he always always when they talk about what's important game plan, even on the All Star on the All Star uh, game, he always his priority is always like, well, I just want the players to be healthy. That's what he always says. It's kind of he's like, well, I just really care about everybody's having fun and healthy. It's a okay. long season. One hundred and sixty-two <laughs> games takes six ever months says. to play. So I think it, I think that if he's playing bomb though, and that is such a priority for him, then that is like a good sign, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If Bohm was unable to play today due to his hammy, he wouldn't have played. But the fact that right. he got in, good sign. Almost hit a walk off. Almost. That was a good shot. That was a good little shot down there, right field. Almost. Now I have a question for you. Oh, I have an answer. I know I do. A little trivia question, which I heard earlier this week. Okay. And I don't believe it's changed because it hasn't happened since. But there's been many a debate among Phillies fans, media, the like, about Kyle Schwarber hitting Mm -hmm. leadoff for the Phillies. Yeah. Is it good? Is it not? He's hitting Mm -hmm. below 200 still. Now, this weekend is a little bolster to that whole, like, hey, Kyle Schwarber's still a good hitter. But prior to this weekend, there was a whole, like, why is Kyle Schwarber still hitting in leadoff? He's comes and goes, right? Comes and he, goes. He, he has an on-base percentage of, like, 310. <clears throat> Again, this was, like, during the All-Star break. How is our leadoff hitter playing that well? But Kyle Schwarber... Has hit eight leadoff home runs. Yeah, wow. In 2023. Yeah. How many of those games have the Phillies oh. won? I mean, them? I know at least. Uh, I I want to say a certain number, but I'm a. I'm just gonna green. I'm gonna full send it. There's no way this is right, but we're hyped up right now. I'm gonna full send it, and I'm gonna say eight. The Phillies are eight and oh. Wow. Schwarber leads the game <laughs> off with a home run. Philly Rob has oh. said on almost every post game conference when he's wow. been asked, be like, how are you still playing Kyle Schwarber in the leadoff position? And he says, calmly, cool, collectedly, like the Canadian MFer he is. The team wins when Kyle bats leadoff. I don't know. And everyone say healthy out there. But it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Every argument says against it. World Series 2022. Have you heard of it? (laughs) Every argument wants to go against Kyle Schwarber hitting leadoff, except for their record when he plays. It's true. From from May, from May onward, they are let's see, they're nine games above five hundred right now. They're fifty one and forty two, I believe, somewhere around there. I don't have the exact number right on my phone right now, but nine games of five by hundred. I know that. I would They're be 20, I, 26 and 10 in their last 36, which is the second best record in the major leagues yeah, behind probably the Braves. The Braves, yeah, of course. 
no stupidest. It's the stupidest thing of all time. It's, you know, the one pod where I looked up every single offensive category that they were like top two, <laughs> five, and and in first place for all of them was their second. They're second. They're they second, just like third, you just have second, to pretend they're that they're, they're not second. there. It's, yeah. No, I, and, and today I think was a good example of uh, uh, the other counter argument to lead off is the grand scheme of things. The big picture is that he's the most likely to get another at bat, obviously the higher up in the order he is. Right. So if you're number one, you have the highest chance of getting an extra at bat as opposed to any other position in the order. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I know that that's like, you know, I, I don't have the, the breakdown stats to say all that, but today, like he was, he was the last at bat today, you know, and I also, am, I'm very curious uh, he didn't have any leadoff home runs in the three games uh, this weekend where he had a home run. Correct? They weren't. None of them were leadoff. Correct? I know two definitely weren't. I don't think. No, none of no, none of Schwarber's home runs this weekend or in this series were leadoffs. But all of them were clutch. Right. Well, you're making me want to look up the stat of every single time Schwarber's hit a home run, have they won the game? Because if if they're eight out of eight for leadoff and they're three out of three for this past weekend, I I just yeah, I'm just curious. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, uh, I'm I'm just curious. No, look it up. Uh, I believe it's gonna it's gonna take a it's gonna take a minute. We we we're still working on uh, the funds to get a stat guy on this pod here live. That, that's true. Yeah. Um, Oh, fun fun fact about stat guys is a guy I was friends with in high school. Play he was he was a good baseball player. Uh, he is apparently, which I found out today, uh, he played baseball for Bloomsburg University and was roommates with Jack Fritz from WIP all okay. four years of college. And I just saw an Instagram story of him and Jack Fritz having casual drinks on his patio the other day. I'm like, what, dude? He's like. Oh yeah, dude, we were, we were roommates all four years of high school or a college. Dude, Jack's like, my guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's good. I guess it's good to know royalty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's and here's listen. Here's one other stat that at least backs Schwarber as this is a stat that you want your leadoff guy to have. Leads the team in walks. That helps. Leads the team in walks, which is the only reason why his on-base percentage is as high as it is because his average is under 200. But he leads the team with walks with uh, 60. So I, I think if you took away that and he's not a guy that sees – he has a great eye. I mean, if you watch the games, he gets into some kind of argument with the umpire at least once every game or two. And according to the box, at least, he's normally right. Like, he, he has a great eye up there. Um, I think if you took away those walks, you have a very strong argument for this guy shouldn't be lead off. But I think the walks keep him from being really detrimental. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, there, there's there's only one way a man can be batting like 195 and then also have a above 300 uh, OBP. And that is because of the walks. And he's a veteran. He sees balls. He understands when to take a pitch mm-hmm. and when to not. To. So that also helps Schwarber be better than uh, somebody who's batting 195 right take. and and again by him being in first and this is not just the first inning where he's batting leadoff right I mean it's a very interesting concept because he's lead off in the first inning but it's obviously not a guarantee that he's going to lead off every other inning he hits it's probably 
super rare that that would happen. So now because he's at the top of the lineup, he's your biggest home run threat period on the team. It's not close. And he is, is protected as he could be in the lineup. Like I was thinking today when we're watching the game and there are a couple scenarios where it was like, are they going to walk Schwarber? No, because then they have Turner and Harper, you know, and Cassianos wasn't even playing today, but you, you have to deal with them because it's the top of the lineup and there's two, three, you know, two, three legitimate ballers behind them. So it also, I think, puts in a position where the pitchers have to go after him more, and it, more than if he was four or five, because then you're like, oh, I'd rather take on Balmer Stott. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it helps that the Phillies have such a deep lineup. One person will get to, but yeah. when you, oh, yeah. when you, when you add Bohm, and Sosa and all these guys at the bottom of the lineup, and they end up getting on base like Johan Rojas. Okay, let Don't me take you with the Johan to the mind of a young man from the Dominican Republic. He was signed, he's he grew up in the Dominican Republic. He was signed when I, I think he was like 18 in 2018. The Phillies sign him, Johan Rojas. Okay. And then fast forward to 2023 in July, mid July, he gets called up to play center field at Citizens Bank Park, which is lit. It's lit. They just gave out the replicas of the rings that they won last year. It's crazy. And then Fernando Tatis, one of the young superstars in the league, bombs a ball to center field. He has never played in this park before, right? Rojas has never played in this park before. He's used to playing in Redding. Redding. That ball's gone in Redding, you know? This guy jumps up, catches it, bangs into the wall, goes, oh, my gosh. And then he hears either Marsh or Cassianos, he said, going, first, first, first. He double takes, throws a rainbow bomb the first base. Drew Ellis catches and makes a diving effort to keep. I don't think I don't think much has uh, as much has been made about Drew Ellis's diving grab to to get out Hassan Kim as should be. Oh no! Uh oh! DG three jots out. Uh, his Wi-Fi must be. I think there's. There's thunderstorms in Pittsburgh. There's been thunderstorms everywhere, all over the eastern U.S. I mean, there was people who were killed in uh, Bucks County, flash flooding. It's been a mess. I think uh, there might be some storms coming through Pittsburgh right now. I'm not sure. Uh Uh-oh. We're back. We're back. Oh, we're back. I thought a tornado hit your apartment or something. Yeah, we're still – no, the Phillies don't come till the 28th. Hey, I heard a great joke on the radio back when I was a kid. Uh, it was from the local uh, Lehigh Valley radio rock station. They said the uh, Lincoln Financial Field is the, play- the safest place to be if there's a tornado. You know why? Because there's never been a touchdown there. <laughs> nice. They were they're, they're all Steelers Solid. fans, so screw them. But yeah, screw I still em. give it to them. That was a funny Bunch joke. of jack wagons. Nice joke, though. <laughs> So, where were we? Johan Rojas? Yeah, Drew Ellis making that phenomenal yeah. play, yes. man. Drew phenomenal Ellis dives play. into first base to catch the Johan ah. Rojas rainbow from center field. How about that 
for a debut in the and major again. leagues after getting called up from double a Reading. this guy's first literally his first inning ever he hits he he hits the double play right and then he's embraced by nick cassianos he goes to dab up nick cassianos and then he just gets hugged like a bear hug you know yeah and then he gets a standing ovation which again credit well to the Philly fans the awareness there right oh, yeah. i mean it was a great play but the awareness there give the kid a standing ovation i mean that was the one of the coolest things i've seen in a long time there's nothing better than that man i, I believe mean, you and i are a microcosm of the philadelphia fan base as a whole and we're not dumb we know our sports <laughs> thanks colin <laughs> we know, we know our sports inside and out to a certain degree on multiple levels yeah and uh yeah they the the, the bank knew johan rojas was there they yeah. they knew it was his debut he didn't even he didn't even go to lehigh valley which i'm very familiar with having been from there the dell valley <laughs> sports spot oh also hold on an aside real quick a lot of flooding in Delaware and and eastern uh, Pennsylvania area. Your fam's okay. Everything's good down there. Yeah, as far as I mean, we can all swim pretty good. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know how serious it is. So maybe I shouldn't joke about it. But I, yeah, they're good. They're good. Actually, I think, actually, I didn't know that that was happening. To be in, honest, in, I didn't know. That in was all happening. seriousness, uh, there uh, four people confirmed dead in Bucks County okay. after yeah, after flash flooding yesterday. Thanks. All right. So, yeah. um. No, no, it's that's that's not not you. I I didn't even know about it until this morning. I just weather has been absolutely nuts in the Northeast, which is we like normally Pittsburgh. I feel like gets all the rain, 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 yeah. rain, rain. It's Seattle, so it's Seattle of the East. Yeah, rain, it's cloudy, it's cl- cloudy all the time. It's cloudy, it's gray, it's grim. <laughs> A little bit. You get to go out in the river whenever the uh, the lake. The pirates mostly, but the rain too a little bit. But no, there's dude. I'm I'm telling you right now, there's some been some serious storms and flooding up in the northeast from D.C. all the way up to Maine. It's been nuts. So, I don't know. I feel like being a golf guy, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like being a golf guy, you seem way more in tune with weather than myself. Oh. Is that a big part of your job? Because you seem very in tune with weather, not even just local weather. I feel like you're just in tune with weather across across the states. As, as honestly, across job, can I say across the world? Maybe not across the world. If, Depending if upon when the next golf tournament it is is next PGA if, Tour tournament. Now, yes. Now, uh, you know, with the with the British Open over in the in the English Isles, I will probably take a peek as to what's going on over there. But other than that, beyond the lower 48, I don't really know much. But yes, you are very much correct in that what I do is. I would say 85 to 90 for 95 percent based on weather that, mm. you know, tomorrow, if we had a thunderstorm or a a tornado or it could be 95 or it could be cool out it that will make or break everything that i have to plan for all of our squad to do mm. so yes i need to uh and, and not even the next day but like the next four or five days i need to prepare now for then based on the forecast so yes i always need to pay attention to the weather and when it's raining here i look at my weather app and i see also where else it's raining yeah just let and, me know if i need a heads up about anything 
I I swear to God, my my friends, not that they're mad at me for it, but they joke on me. If there is a tornado warning or like any kind of crazy weather warning in their area, I will normally text them and be like, hey, there's a tornado air, like warning heading straight for you. Or like there's a major flash flood in your area. Like, please be safe. They'll be like, dude, why do you know this? But also, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like just text me some days and be like, hey, just stay inside today. Or hey, <laughs> hey, Dan, wear shorts today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. No. Seriously. Seriously. Like people will bring a like, jacket to work. Trust me. People are like, wait. I, why? Why did? Why did I wear long sleeves and jeans today? How did I? How did I not know it was gonna be ninety-five and rainy? I'm like, well, you could have just asked me. I would have told you. I got a weather guy. Listen, <laughs> I'm the weather guy. Listen, man. To the Rojas thing, it was so exciting. It was so cool. Usually the big moment for a call up, uh, obviously a hitter, not a pitcher. The big moment is almost always their first hit. Right. But I think it was just because this guy, I don't know how much you heard about this guy, but all I kept hearing were all the metrics. And I won't say the specific metrics and bore you or anybody with that, but basically all these metrics that indicated that he was not just the best defensive player in all of double a, but he was, it was not even close. If it was home runs, whatever stat they use, it was like a 10, 12 home run lead. Like this guy was so much better than anyone else at defense. So he is called up and those, and he's been hitting the ball well. He's been hitting the ball. I have the stats there. He's been hitting the ball like 300. He's been making a lot of progress hitting it, but he's a, a top speed guy and he's yep. a defensive superstar, allegedly, right? So for that to be kind of his motto, and literally in the first inning for him to show that off, that is so, like, that's so cool. It, I think it was way bigger than if he got a hit in his first at bat, you know? Oh, it was so cool. I think, I think nothing says more than the fact that when they put him out in the starting lineup, he was in center field and Brandon Marsh got moved over yeah. to right. Yeah, man. I mean, and left. Mar yeah, Marsh when was you, in left and Cassiano was right. When you look back to May of last year, Odubel Pereira was still playing center field Come for back. the Phillies. And then you get Brandon Marsh and be like, oh, my God, we actually have yes. a competent center fielder. And then he proves to be well beyond competent as a center fielder. Like, a not a gold glover, maybe, but at least maybe top five at his position. Yeah. And then you bring up a rookie and you put him ahead of Brandon Marsh yeah. and, you send, and you send Marsh out to right and be like, okay, Apparently this kid's pretty good. Showed it. First opportunity he had. So happy for him. Yeah. That is the best way you could possibly ask for somebody who has that much of a de defensive touting ability to show off. Yeah. For the moment. And, and then not only for him to show off his skills, but the stuff that you can't teach is that moment being – too big or getting anxious anyone should feel that way in that moment i mean the it, the bank was rocking man it was loud in there and it's your first time ever in this kind of a environment you know what i mean oh yeah and he didn't i i didn't at any point in time whether it be him base running certainly never fielding like he looks so cool calm and collected and that's the stuff you can't teach no you know what i mean you hope maybe sometimes experience can make that get better if it's not wonderful in the beginning if a guy's a little anxious in the beginning but um i think that's i don't want to go down this whole uh 
I don't want to go down this whole tangent, but that's, I think, part of the reason why, honestly, Mickey Moniak didn't work out is because I don't think he ever could get comfortable. I, I think he was in an environment that was like a little bit too big for him and a, mm-hmm. a fan base that can be harsh when you don't do well. And I, I don't I think that's part of the reason that they traded him is because yeah. I think it went beyond the, the player skills. I think I really do believe that it, it did. And this guy just looks looks like he's doing his thing. Looks comfortable going through the motions. Just time and time again, Philadelphia, Philadelphia has proven to be a place where if you can block out the noise when it's bad and play well, the fans will love you when you are playing well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, I was at a, a Reading Phillies game about two, three weeks ago. And I, Johan Rojas, unfortunately, did not play that game because I had to look up the stats and be like, I didn't, I didn't see anybody out there in the outfield who looked like he was, uh, you know, absolutely stellar. Yeah. And yeah, he had a, he had a couple games off, so I didn't get to see him play. Did, did see the Reading Phillies, but not him. Mm. But then to see a guy who can just go from Double A right up to the big leagues with yeah. forty two thousand in, in the stands against it's crazy the, in a rematch of the NLCS do that in his first game was just I wish him the best. I really hope he keeps progressing and it's not a Dom Brown esque, you know, flash in the pan. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I, you know, I don't know how like Dom Brown was, I think in some ways supposed to be a guy, you know what I mean? Like a, a hitter, a great player. I don't think that, I don't know how high this guy's ceiling is as far as the whole thing and the offensive side of things as well. But you give me a guy that can play incredible defense. And also he's one of the faster guys in the league. So you can use him for base running. And also he's going to cover and play better defense because he's so fast. And also he can bunt and play good small ball like it he also did that today man in a huge moment it was the last inning right he bunted freaking sosa from second to third like that was an extremely high pressure situation dude comes through in the clutch with a bunt he had a bunt for a hit situational bunt uh, the day before like it's his first weekend in the pros and he's making really great high pressure type plays and he's 22 he's a he's just a kid and life's not a nightmare man life is good <laughs> i i i love the good charlotte wait was that, a, that not not a good charlotte reference don't tell me um no life's just a kid and life isn't no wait all right yeah no classic punk rock days growing up we're all just grew up little emo kids um why wait why can't i Simple plan. There it yeah. is. Yep. There you go. Sorry. Sorry. There it is. Nice. Sorry. I, it took it took me a little while. It's been a long That's weekend. Okay. It, uh, yeah. It took a took a couple minutes. Life finds a way. Sure it does. But it's kind of cool too. And this is my last little thing. I want to. It's cool that this guy has this incredible moment. You when the young guys have these great moments, it's like just a special feeling. You know, you're happy and you just have this weird like obsession with the moment for them like you're so happy for this stranger that just like is finding their way you know what i mean to the big leagues and it was like a week before that maybe a week and a half where the guy who he's playing for right now because he's hurt pache hits a freaking home run you know to was that at the end of the game to win the game Get some tie or win oh my gosh help 
Was it the Mar- Marlins or, uh, or Rays? Yes. Yes. Thank you. It was the first game in the Marlins series. That's yeah. correct. Uh, where he hits a home run. And, and that was the same feeling, you know, a similar feeling. So it's cool that we have these young guys that are stepping it up, um, showing a lot of potential. My my one concern, and, and I don't want to get into the whole trade deadline stuff. I don't want to go there. But my one concern is I'm afraid that we're going to get all excited about some of these young guys. I mean, we're going to see some young guys go, I'm sure. I mean, we're not going to, we don't have to get into specifics right now, but I'm like a little, I'm a little like afraid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're going to make a trade or two. And they're going to, they're going to make a trade. Who do you and trade? I, you trade I, I will, I will broach the topic even if you don't want to. And the talk on the street is that they will trade Alec Bohm for Nolan no. Arenado. What? Uh, that's, uh, that's the word on, word on the street is that the, Phillies are looking to grab Nolan Arenado from the Cardinals, and I heard Paul Goldschmidt, Colin. Yeah, but if if Bryce Harper is playing first, which he's slated to do Tuesday or Wednesday, breaking news. Yeah, then where's Paul Goldschmidt going to play? Because if Harper plays first, then that brings Schwarber into the DH, and then you have no room for. Goldschmidt because he plays first base. I think Paul and Kyle can just take every other day and switch and left field. <laughs> All right, Kyle, your turn. Paul, you're up, buddy. You're up. <laughs> <They're> like... <laughs> no, I, right. I am less familiar with I, – I'm familiar with Paul Goldschmidt's contract for some – I thought that Nolan's was a little bit um, more years still left on his contract. That's why I wasn't totally sure that he was – available i know that goldschmidt is this year and then next and then he's done wasn't yeah. sure there's I, a lot of names being tossed around i think you know? i think arenado from what i've been hearing is the top guy linked with the phillies okay per buster only and other sources um mm. but yes that that leaves a lot to be desired because he i believe is signed through 20 2026 yeah okay see so, it is a lot more so you're they're gonna want a lot more yes which was why boom it he again uh, not, all of this is that conjecture, makes me sick but, yeah but let's boom, not even do boom this right now the, the likely piece they would split with as well as other prospects right um but yeah we are planning a deadline trade deadline special yeah my, my buddy joe i think i think he's uh he's in so we'll we'll figure out the details on that, but it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really interesting to talk through some of these things because I have a lot of names that I'd like to talk about, and I'm just curious. Um, I'm just curious to have the conversation. Who would you be willing to give up for? And and then then it gets to a point where you trade for guys that are just like straight up rentals. Like yeah. uh, this is their last year. You're getting a guy for two months, or do you try to? go for a guy like like we went for marsh last year where well that was a very unique situation because you don't yeah. usually if you're if you're in the position the phillies are in you don't usually get the young guy that has but that was a very unique trade but you know the guy that's the the goldschmidt or the arenado that has okay uh, we're getting the guy i'm, now, I'm thinking i'm thinking years. of a fifth starter like Syndergaard was last year you know yeah yeah now, now christopher sanchez who talked about on the pod be like oh who is this guy and ended yeah. up being one of their best Fifth, so subtle. Their fifth, so their fifth subtle. starters going into the the uh, the break. Unfortunately, so he was the only loss 
in the three or the four game series this weekend, but you know, so it be. They yeah. still won three out of four. Uh, yeah, like three I would, runs. I would I still not put it past them to try to pick up a fifth starter, uh, maybe even a bullpen guy based on how. Oh, the they're going to go back end bullpen guy. They, I mean, they literally have to. Even though, I mean, but seriously, the the, the Phillies bullpen in the la- in in June and leading into the All Star break, I'm pretty sure was the best bullpen in all of baseball. I don't have the stats. Yes, on that, but they have been. They have been outstanding, but I guess I say that more adamantly because of the injuries right now. And um, Mr. Fastball himself. Yeah, Alvarado's still not a... doesn't look... I, I think he. it's a little bit of a quote-unquote re-injury type thing, and I, I would not be surprised if they have the ability to kind of shut him down until, like, the playoffs are close to it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, if they have that luxury. And how do you get that luxury? You get another guy, you know what I mean? And, and there's just so many teams. You look every year this happens. There's so many teams that stink, but they usually have at least like one guy in the bullpen who's been pretty good. Yeah. And why those guys don't care. And usually their contract is it's almost never like a giant contract. Most bullpen guys are not on giant contracts, really. A lot of one year deals, a lot of arbitration type guys. So they're easily moved, you know. David, David Robertson, for example. From oh, yeah. Week. Great example. I, I think the big one right now was like the Royals have a guy in their pen. I'm not saying he's like a phenom, but I think Scott Barlow, the Royals okay. stink. Why would they not move? Royals their are terrible. Closer. They already moved uh, Dad Chapman. Yeah. So. But I mean, when you, when you got Hoffman and Bellotti, well, Bellotti's probably at the lower end of the list, but you got, uh, help me out here. San, you got Sanchez, you got uh, Strom. Who else is in their bullpen? <sighs> Who's been that? They got Strom. They got they picked up. I think they just picked up Ortiz because he was like the extra man in the doubleheader. Uh, they yeah. got Brogdon. Connor Brogdon. Yep. Uh, the, obviously, the Kimbrel, is deep. It's decent, but if they can add somebody who's another piece that is at the top end of that list, it's not going to hurt them. You always you add ne- to the pen. Always. You can never. You can never have enough bullpen help, and I believe we saw that last year. When Sir Anthony was was lights out, even even when uh, um, um, blank in here, what Ranger? When I mean, even even Ranger came in on a couple, uh, yeah, a couple a couple bullpen visits. I mean, Listen, you cannot you... have enough bullpen pitching when it comes to the postseason because if your starter gets rocked in the first like three or four innings and you have to win a game, mm-hmm. you need lights out pitchers. From inning four through nine, you and know what you you can have you can have too many cooks in the kitchen, but you can't have too many cooks in the bullpen. <laughs> I the want all my in guys the in the bullpen cooking, and there couldn't be enough the guy there couldn't be enough guys cooking in there. None, there's no chance. Give them all to me, and especially some of these guys like a Scott Barlow, who I if he's like on his last. D- you know, year or whatever. If you're renting a guy like that, uh, Robertson, they're usually not that expensive. No, you know, you, I, I, I will we'll do some deep diving over the next week or so. Yeah. We'll look into yeah. some, yeah. uh, some possible picks, you know, give our thoughts, but, uh, yeah, trade light trade deadlines coming up. The Phillies are nine games above, oh. which is, Way better than where we thought they were going to be in late May. Shout out to the Baltimore Orioles. 
they busted out the brooms today. They, they busted really? out the brooms today. Against who? They sent the Marlins back into the sea. They said, swim away. Swim away. Swim, swim away. away. Yeah, dude. They busted out a sweep. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta look, I gotta look up the live standings now this because Tox I was... took two away from Atlanta. We're catching Atlanta. Woo! The, okay, so uh, Brewers live, live standings after today's games. Brewers the Phillies are only a half game back of the wild card against the uh, half game back of the Diamondbacks, which are a Lost half game back of the Marlins and. San Francisco Giants. Well, the Pirates didn't do us any favors. Unfortunately, they took three on the chin to the Giants this past weekend. But was anybody we... surprised about that? Um, just check. Nobody's surprised by that, Colin. <laughs> that 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 whole uh, seventeen and five start or whatever it was was a total farce. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like get to the games now. Get to the games now while you can. <laughs> I remember hearing it on ESPN radio. Like, are the Pirates the best team in baseball? 6-1-0. And then everybody's like, no. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. This, this, is a, this is the definition of a flash in the pan. This, yeah. is, this is Andrew McCutcheon coming back. A little vibes riding high at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, oh. Also, oh, dude, this is this is a thought that I had. Okay, so this is perfect because this actually has to do with the Pirates a little bit, and it has to do with the New York. My entire team sucks. Mets. Who last <laughs> time I looked, it was like one to one. We're at nine o'clock right now. The game might be over. Let me look. Dodgers. Mets. Um, the Mets are at, okay. So the Mets took a win today, but I had this thought, man. We obviously have um we obviously have a good lead on the Mets right now. The Mets are not necessarily the biggest wild card threat at this point in time, but I really think that we should be rooting hard for the Mets to lose bad right now because if the Mets could be so bad in the next couple weeks that they become sellers that they wave the white flag, right, and become sellers at the trade deadline. Again, I'm not familiar with the contracts, but Scherzer, Verlander, right, they kind of move some of these guys, maybe even a Starling Marte. Our last 10 games, I believe, of the regular season, it's a series against the Mets. One of them is four games, then Pirates, then Mets. So I, I'm thinking, dude, if we can get the Mets to just lose, if they go, I don't know, literally two out of eight, three out of seven for their next 10, so bad that they're like, we're not going to win this year. We got to, we got to move. We got to do something. We got to shake some things up. We're not where the fills are at. We're not even close to the Braves. Let's sell some big pieces. And now that's the team that we face at the end of the year, 10 games left in the year. You're giving me seven against the Mets that sold at the tra trade deadline and then three against the Buccos. It's something to consider. That's a lot of games. So we want the Mets to lose a lot right now, I think. Yeah. Just a thought you, that I had. I did not look that far forward into the season, but you are exactly right. The Phillies play four against the Mets, three against the Buccos, and then another two against the Mets. I think about this, man, because I'm Woo! like, I'm like, 
these teams that become sellers are going to be worse. Therefore, they'll be easier to beat. I hope we play those teams a lot after they sell, you know? So let's and make those Mets sellers, man. 10 games, Mets and Pirates. and you t- uh, So it's interesting. They're in an interesting position, and I hope that they just really think about their future, you know? I, I feel like Steve Cohen um, doesn't put himself in a position to be a seller, but sometimes the Bucks got to stop here. Mm-hmm. Literally, Buck Showalter. Do you think he's getting fired? Yeah. Oh, he's getting canned. Yeah. He's getting canned. Is he getting, yeah. is he getting I didn't think that or? roster I didn't think that roster looked that great at the start of the year though. Like I, I didn't o- think... I feel like they overpaid for all of their guys yeah, looking they... at their roster. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I remember looking at that roster and go, I don't know what you guys are seeing that I'm not seeing, but I, I compare that roster to the Phils and to the Braves, and I'm not seeing it. The the mid-bottom part of that lineup compared to kind of us, honestly, but obviously certainly the Braves, I'm not seeing it. And you're relying on Verlander and and how old he is and Scherzer and how old he is to like pitch a full season and to run yeah. it back. I, I don't I don't see it, man. I mean, they have the highest pay- highest payroll in baseball, and their that, best their best player is probably Edwin Diaz, who do tore yeah. his knee in the baseball classic. I, isn't that my, when you look at that roster? Isn't it mind blowing that they're the highest um, highest paid roster? Like when you actually, I don't know. And then I, you look at the I, Braves, look at that roster. I'm like, how? And you look at the Braves, who are like paying? ten in payroll, and they have Acuna yeah. Junior and Matt Olson and and. Albies and yeah. all these guys who would be all stars on every other team. And Ronald Acuna Jr., I feel, is getting way underpaid for his, his. I don't know how the Braves do it, but they've been doing it since 1990 and they're good at it. So I, I hey, think Bucks. I saw Acuna's on track for like a 70 steal, 40 home run season, which it's is insane. Uh, you'll never believe this, but that's never been done before. I believe, no, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that too. <laughs> he's insane. It's he's insane. Like he's very years. good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine if he didn't have the injuries he's had over the years, what his career stats would look like. I mean, he's a phenom. He's very good. But the only thing I rest my laurels on is the Braves played this well last year. Yeah. And you know what happened, baby. Yeah. Listen, Bryce- man. Or uh, with Reese Hoskins, bat spike. See you later, oh, Spider. So we just have to get a ticket, and then we will dance our little asses off. But we just got to get ourselves a ticket. And getting three out of four against the San Diego Fathers, Colin. On Saturday, I saw their souls leave their bodies. I saw Juan Soto moping, Manny Machado wishing he was back in Baltimore. I saw all of them just, I saw Bob Melvin looking like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have a job again next year. These guys, I don't know how you felt, but watching them, to me, I saw a Phillies team that never gave up that it felt optimistic the whole time, even when they were down multiple runs. And I saw a San Diego father's team that was clenching their butt cheeks, but not even that tight because they just didn't look like they really cared that much. And then today I couldn't believe that we went down three, nothing, but at the same time that even when they were up three, nothing, the the fathers that 
they didn't have any energy. I thought I, I just thought that they looked defeated the second they hated they hate being in Philadelphia. It, nothing but bad memories. Nothing but bad luck and bad memories. They I'm I'm convinced that those guys hate f- playing in Philadelphia. I absolutely believe that. And it is almost the exact opposite of what we became accustomed to with the Philadelphia Phillies organization post the good run back in 08 to 011. Uh, in that every time the pitcher showed up, the offense did not. Every time mm-hmm. the offense showed up, the pitchers gave up like nine earned runs. Mm-hmm. Over the last two months, yeah, it has right. felt like the exact opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even complimentary when Zach, baseball. Even when Zach Wheeler goes out and gives up three earned through four, I was laying on the couch and I was like, you know, don't feel great, but I don't feel like they're out of it. To the point where they were down three going into the fourth, and I put a little uh, sprinkle on the Phillies money line. Yeah. Thumbs up, baby. That was the most subtle, like, good performance by a pitcher ever, wasn't it? It was like, it was like this. Did he pitch through seven innings or just up two? He He, just nonchalantly pitched like seven innings and he had like six strikeouts. I actually think he might end it with seven. I think he struck out his last out. Yeah. Uh, It it, it was like, it it was was so nonchalant, dude. It was like a boss battle with with Bowser playing Super Mario when you're a kid. You're like you're just firing shells at him, and he's like taking them. You know, yeah. he's taking a little yeah. damage, but you know he's still firing back, and he's not going to yeah. die unless you do a little drop the bomb on him. That's how yeah. Zach Wheeler was today. It he's was like, it's okay, so true. I'm getting shelled a little bit, but I'm still I'm staying I'm taking my hits, but I still have my firm ground. You know what? Unless you really come at me and and decimate me, like. Uh, not that like I a simulation. It. it felt like we simulated every inning where we pitched. And it's like after a couple, it was like, oh, we've let up a run. You simulate a couple mornings. Oh, we let up another, but no big deal. B- giving us a good enough game to win. felt like we kept simulating. It was just so chill when Wheeler was dealing. It, not that I'm interested in watching the movie, but I've seen the commercials many a time to be able to quote it. It's like Tom Cruise in the new Mission Impossible movie. Be like, do not consider this man captured unless you drive a wooden stake through the middle of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how bright. And that's how uh, Zach Wheeler yeah. was today. He's like, it's smooth. You, it's smooth. I am not dead until you prove me otherwise. And then Bryce Harper comes through in the eleventh. Oh. Was it, I think it was the eleventh with that little. Oh, uh, that was so. Finally amazing. got off the schneid yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was. He roped that ball to center. The only worry is that he hit it too hard and hit it to him, but it bounced in front of him. Oh, my gosh. It's so good for the team, too. It's great for Harper when he has those moments, but it's always good when the leader of the team reminds you. Like when the lion, what do you call that? The the, the headline of the pack? Isn't there a name for that? Uh, not, the, not the pride. The, head, the, uh, the, king. the alpha what? male. The alpha male. It's always it's always good when the alpha just gives you like a little reminder as to why you know they're in that position. I don't know. I just think I just think it's good for the team. It excites as much as it excites every single buddy on the team when Pache hits a home run. It excites everybody in a very unique way when the leader's like, "Yeah, he's got our back. That guy's a badass, and he's got our back. He's Bryce Harper. He can do." I really feel like these players look at Bryce Harper and they're like, "That guy can do anything." He really can. I, I mean, you saw anything. that in the playoffs last year. They're like, this is why you're here. Thank you. Like, all that. They're giving him the, the, the arm, yeah, arm yeah, bumps. Yeah. They're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. 
yeah, dude. That, they they know he's the alpha, and when he shows up, it brings all the rising tide raises all boats, and that is Bryce Harper. It's hard to imagine as a as a regular layman person who uh, gets nervous in a really impactful slow pitch softball at bat that you would actually like. <laughs> crave the moment in which it is literally all upon your shoulders and to find that guy that's like i freaking want it every time give it to me i get like that's what is that you know what i mean i mean ah gosh extra innings game on the line last out lefty lefty matchup against the one and only josh Hader. correct oh yeah slams crushes one in the center field who like, uh, uh what was it was it matt fearling last year who uh crippled him and and sent him from the brewers to left field right left field yeah. bomb who but maddie veerling who's having a pretty good year shout out to i want to actually have a pretty good year with detroit Gre- gregory soto cut his hair when did that happen oh uh, i don't know maybe that's why he struggled today maybe. with throwing strikes that's exactly what i thought i was like gregory soto cut his hair and then it brought me back to uh Cody Clemens and Matt Veerling and uh, whatever else mm. his name was. Uh, Nick, Ma- Nick Maton. Who is not doing very well, unfortunately, for him. Who? He did well against us in the series we played. Nick Maton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a dime a dozen. Adding a cool 163 or something. Yeah, as is Bamboo Brad. Bamboo Brad. 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 Uh, you talking about Brad Miller? Oh, yeah. He just got back from uh, injury. Really? Where is he playing? Brad Miller. I could see uh, he's playing for Texas. Oh. Good baseball team over there in Texas. That run differential is crazy. Crazy. Not as crazy Atlanta's, though, of course. Yeah, they're close. <laughs> they're close. I, I, I believe they're both around the 160 mark. I looked All right. Today. All right. Yeah. I, I uh... heard a stat today that the Braves have the most innings. I don't know if I'm going to be able to word this in the correct way. It was hard to understand when he said it. They have – a rec like they have the most innings in the first in the most runs in the first inning of any team but it's not only that that amount of runs in that inning is more runs than any team has scored in any individual inning did i say that right did you hear I me believe, out yeah I, it makes sense because i remember listening to the radio on my way home on friday or maybe it was saturday i don't know but uh they're like, oh, you know, Braves are off to a slow start. The first <laughs> inning, and Matt Hol- Matt Matt Olson just hit a grand slam. Grand slam, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you know, glad glad the Braves are are struggling out of the Braves. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But you know what? It's like I just find solace solace. I just find solace in the fact that it doesn't even matter if you just get into the playoffs. All this, all this, all the stats, all this. It really. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we went to the World Series last year. So anyone, anyone can beat anyone. You know, just get. That's why we can just laugh it off. Just, just win, Rocky. Win, win. All right. (sighs) Listen, can I do really, really quick? I know Slate. Really quick preview. Okay, I'll be fast. I'll be fast. Just so you know what we're looking at for the next couple games here. Can you hear me good? Sure can. So our next. Four series. I thought I had the next four series here somewhere, but I don't see it. I definitely have the next two. You can look up the next two after these. But the next two series we have are the Brewers 
and the Cleveland Guardians. And it's kind of interesting. These teams are actually fairly similar in that they both really stink at hitting the ball and are pretty remarkably bad at hitting home runs, but their pitching is has been very good. So the Brewers, uh, you may have heard Corbin Burns. Yep, I've uh, heard that name before. Freddie Peralta. Those are the two top starters. Fortunately, it I was looking at it, and it looks like we may not have to face either of those guys. I think we might be looking at Teheron. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a little bit of a journeyman. He, he's one of those guys that like went to – it might I have been like another name. league yep. and came back and has actually done okay, but he's sucked in his last couple. Uh, cream, as much as the cream comes to the top, Whatever the opposite of that is, um, it goes to the bottom, the, and that's the slack. The slack sinks to the bottom. Yeah, that's that's Turhan right now, and then you might have Wade Miley and uh, Ray pitching. So the good news is that Wade we, Miley, not Wade Boggs. Wade Miley, who's actually been pitching pretty well, even though he's an old man. I've so. never heard of him. But that is a big series. The Brewers. My points are poor hitting, poor home runs. Uh, they do walk a lot and they're good at stealing bases. So they're a small ball team, you know, because they can't hit the ball terribly well. Um, and their best hitters, they don't have a lot of hitters, but they got Kristen Yelich, who's been playing really good recently. And you may remember this guy because he was a brave last year. Their catcher, William, I think is his first name, Contreras. Oh, Willie he's Contra. been He's been, yeah, Willie Contra. He's been hitting the ball actually really lights out. He's been their leadoff hitter as of late, which is very interesting baseball odd to see so a catcher and lead off it's odd and they have one of the best closers in the league with devin williams and a really a really strong bullpen that is fairly top heavy payampa is another good reliever in there i will say this though they just swept the reds every game was really close and for the most part low scoring and Devin Williams actually closed every single game and he was lights out. But I at least like the fact that he pitched three games in a row. I know our first game against the Brewers is until Tuesday, but I like the fact that Devin Williams might have a little bit of a tired arm. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he wasn't available for the first game. Three games in a row. You don't see that very often with relievers. Usually it's two max. Yeah. So we may be getting a fatigue, Devin Williams, even though he was completely lights out and dominated. Just saying, something to think about. And then we have a series after the Brewers against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they are like a, they're like a 500 team. Literally, they have the least home runs in all of baseball. Um, I'm not happy that a guy's hurt, but their top pitcher, Shane Bieber, just went on the IL, so we won't have to worry about him. They have some young pitchers, Tanner Bybee. I don't know if he's Australian, but it's spelled like Bibby, but I know you say it like Bybee, so he might be an Aussie. I don't know, but he's actually been very good. Um, Their whole bullpen has really been very good. And uh, the hitters to know, Josh Naylor, whose brother is on the team as well, Bo Naylor. They're the Naylor brothers. The they Naylor also have a third brother who's going to be in the MLB probably before too long. Was uh, he's crazy? One, one, of the, one of the Naylors was in the All Star game. Was it Bo? Josh. It was Josh. Okay. He's crazy. He's a crazy person. When he, <laughs> you you know the um 
you know the bowler i think his name his name's weber pete pete weber pete oh, yeah. weber how after he hits a strike who he's do you like, think you are who do you think I you are i am ah and he just like starts screaming and doing like the karate to the crotch type things yeah i'm telling you if if josh naylor does anything good like a home run or a double or whatever that's how he acts every single time he is he's a lunatic it, it's so crazy that when he comes back to the dugout, you see some players that like kind of hide and get away because they're afraid that they'll get like hurt in his celebration. He's he's an actual madman. So watch out. Keep your distance from Josh Naylor. But he's been hitting the ball pretty well. OK, so after the Brewers and the Guardians, we go to three games at home with the O's. Mm. And then, as you referenced earlier, a three game series on the road at PNC Park at the confluence of go. the Monongahela and the Allegheny, <laughs> where it meets the Ohio. And I wish I could be down there, but <laughs> I got to work that weekend. Damn it. Or else what. I'd be there and we'd go to all three games. If you haven't seen out there from Mount Washington, you haven't lived. Oh, I If have. you have been down there for many brothers, get you a sandwich, some French fries and coleslaw on it. What are you doing? If what you, you ain't been down at Point State Park and then seen the Tiki Going down them the Allegheny, then you ain't seen shit. If you ain't going down there at North Shore to watch some Pittsburgh Steelers and and hop and grab some icy light brews with the boys, what are you even doing, man? What are you even doing? Hell, hell. Last time I was in Pittsburgh, uh, River Rivertown Brewery was still down there on the south side, but that's been long gone by now. <laughs> they came, they came and went with the tiki boat. Hey. If you haven't, if you, if Yin's guys haven't taken the ride on the Gateway Clipper, if Yin's guys haven't done that and drank an icy light and taken a little bit of a drink out the dirty water ri- river, what are you even doing? What are Yin's guys doing? Got got here. Yin, Yin's guys don't know nothing. If you ain't gone downtown on the night when the Pittsburgh Pirates were going to play the Phillies, and the Bucks, I so I swear the Bucks are. You know what? You got fire. You got fire that that owner that that buck is owner. You got fire that guy. He's trash. He's trash. Stay away from the south side, though. Always. All right, Dan. Hey, it's been a pleasure. I I really wish I could come out to Pittsburgh when they're playing the Pirates because that would be a one pod that we would do live, which would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. We we need to do one. Wait, actually, I was looking it up. September... When they do come for one of the series or season finale series, and it is in Philadelphia, I believe. Buckos. Yeah. Yeah. Buckos play in Philadelphia the last week of September. Yes. I believe we may have to do a live roundtable. Okay. If okay. You're in. We'll, go, we'll go to a game uh, or two. Don't tempt me with a good time there, Colin. Uh, okay. I know it's not far from your home. It's not too far from my home. Down there, Bear Delaware. Oh, Bear Delaware. It's a lovely place. Settle down in that. Beautiful. Uh, all right, DG3. It's been a pleasure. We'll send this out to the people, to everybody listening. Thank you if you made it this far. I don't know why, but thank you. <laughs> and uh, Dan, as always, do you have anything to send off to the people? Uh, just a friendly reminder to people, not be too superstitious. Uh, just be a little stitious. Just a little bit. All right. Love you, Dan. We will talk soon. It's the fightings, baby. It's the fightings. Go Phils. Later.